You're listening to the Sticks in the Six podcast. Here are your calls, Andrew Forbes, Peter Barracchini, and Alex Hobson. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to episode 141 of Sticks in the Six. I'm your host, Andrew Forbes, here with my co-hosts, Alex and Peter, and boys, we got some fun to talk about as the Leafs head out to Sweden for the week uh, for the Global Series, the NHL's Global Series, I should say. William Nylander is back home, and uh, but before we get into that, gentlemen, how are you, Peter? Let's start let's start with you. Ah, oh, doing great, doing great. Um, obviously, it's going to be a little bit weird with the week without hockey until you know we start seeing afternoon and morning games because of the time difference. But you know what? I'm looking forward to this. Um, you know, global series. You know, I've actually wanted the Maple Leafs to be a part of it for a long time, and now this is, you know, kind of a dream come true. And you're seeing like you know all the reporters and all the players just having fun with it already. Um, it's an experience that everyone's going to remember for a long time, and I'm sure we will too. Even though we're not presence watching it on the tv will still be a great um great chance to watch the games no matter what well yeah we're getting to see uh michael nylander ride the subway as well uh out in sweden just like his son in toronto but uh i just hope it's better service than what it is here (laughs) yeah there you go i'm sure it is sweden sweden's got a lot of nice people in there too so Mm -hmm. alex how you doing this week buddy doing good man um it's a big week leading up to yet another uh fruitful french and fried victory story hopeful victory story i should say yes. We've, uh, we, the playoffs started last week uh, we there the, it basically goes there's a semi final or there's a quarterfinal semi just like your standard quarter semi uh final and then yeah it's quarter semi and final and uh we basically played our first game their series of 3 and uh, played our first game and won. And then the other team forfeited the second game. So we won the series by default. So now we've moved on to the semis. <laughs> and we've got two more rounds, boys. Two more rounds. And for the first time since our inaugural season, five five seasons ago, I won't say years because they're split into like legitimate seasons. But um, ever since our uh, inaugural birth uh, se- five years ago, uh, we haven't won a uh, chip yet. So semifinals kick off this Friday. Clearly the most important game on Friday. Beautiful. Well, there's no there's no video on the uh, score sheet, so I mean that's always nice to get a to get a win by default, and maybe you'll get a few more of those along the way and get that's you right. get you that ship after all. Man, um, the Sweden thing also is really cool, and I wanted to I wanted to chime in on that real quick before we delve into it a little deeper later. I'm just I'm fired up over the prospect of of waking up with a coffee and watching a Leaf game, and then having football yeah. come on after that. Like that's. That's one of those things where it's sort of like when 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 COVID was on and then the, the bubble tournament returned over the summer. It was like looking back, not sure I'd want that again, but in the moment, just I'd never been able to watch hockey in the middle of August. So I was like, this mm-hmm. is pretty cool. I like this. Yeah. And you know, you, you rarely ever get to wake up when wake up with your team and watch a game. So it's gonna kind of feel like almost like you're uh like you're in you're in Europe somewhere, something like that, halfway across yeah. the world. Yeah, and I, I I took uh, Sunday off as well, so it'll be a nice little wake up call as we do the uh, the live broadcast here on THPN. Yeah, um, the watch along. So make sure if you're uh, if you're up and you're watching the Leafs at eight o'clock in the morning, grab a coffee, tune into the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube. Make sure you you touch base with uh, our lovely mugs. Um, aside from that, uh, gentlemen, 
fun little week here. Uh, I, I was telling Peter before we hit record here that I, I kind of diving back into the, the hockey card game and I've uh, been buying a few blaster packs and all that kind of stuff. While well, I pulled a Yurov uh, Slavkovsky game used SP Authentics jersey card uh, the other day. And, you know, it's those little things that keep us keep us excited in the hobby. So it's uh, it's uh, that, that's my pick of the week. That's my uh, my grab of the week. So um happy happy with that one but yeah I, like you guys i'm i'm excited for what's going to happen in sweden um it sounds like uh there's there's some lineup changes coming for the maple leaf so we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit here but before we do let's uh let's jump into a little bit of hockey news um we'll start off with a little bit more of a fun story with the nhl nfts coming up what three years after ah! nfts kind of <laughs> hit the market so peter you threw that one on our discussion points Take it away, my friend. I mean, like, how bad is, like, the marketing team? Like, I, like, just how bad is it that you have to wait three years past its prime when it's completely dead right now? Just to throw it up there. Like, it, it, it's basically irrelevant right now. And this is the, like, you know, the step that you're trying to go to try and earn more money or something like that or try and do something to try and grow the game a bit. Like, what good is this going to do? Like, no, nobody has an NFT anymore unless you're, like, one of those crypto bros or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, there's no point to it. No one's going to buy it. You mean nobody's going to invest in a moving picture? Come on. Come yeah. on. Did you not see Justin Hall's moving picture when it looked when he looked like he was inside a crystal ball? <laughs> I, I can't say I did. Are you? I, oh, I do, dude, I you gotta go do not even know that that even happened. Boys, it's on it's on Justin Hall's Instagram as of right now. I'm actually, you know what? I, I'm like this is going to be unfortunate for the people who are uh, who are listening and not watching, but you can you can go ahead and find it. It's it should be on his Instagram. I think I'm just going to pull it up and get a live reaction from you guys. Oh man. I really hope he still has it. Oh no! Come on, <laughs> boys! He got he hit, rid of it because he knew he how hit bad it. it was. He hit it. <laughs> Damn it! It's not there. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. I'm I'm still not even Justin Hall. There's got to be there's got to be a draft somewhere. You guys won't be able to see the the the, the, the little speckles flying in the air. But oh, you'll no. get a freeze no. frame version of it. Hold on. I was about wait, to say wait, it, 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 it would be that bad if Justin Hall had to get rid of his NFT. Well, while you do that, okay. it just, okay, hold on. Oh, I got no. it. Okay, here we go. It's, here we it's, go. A, it's a it's a freeze frame, so it's not quite as good, but that's what we're dealing with right there. Come on, yeah. Come on. <laughs> can you Come see on. that? Can you see the little speckles flying? You see the, I can see the little speckles and sparkles and everything yeah. around it, plus a like outline of the globe. Yeah. Why? Like I, yeah. I, I've, like, what's the point I've of never maybe, the, maybe the, the Klingberg signing's okay after all, boys? Yeah, no I was kidding. Say, I'm like, <laughs> why not just add like filters to a picture? Like, isn't it just that easier than having to like do whatever that is? Yo, it's I, not an I NFT though. It's not an NFT. Oh yeah, NFT. you got you, you got to get that label. That's true. I'm the I'm the old guy of the group. I've never understood this NFT crap oh, that dude, happened. I... Um, crypto i mean like it's it is what it is i'm not i'm not gonna get into all that crap but um the fact that the the nhl's marketing team is like three years behind the rest of the world does you know actually isn't overly surprising based on like all the other things we've seen come out of the nhl in the last last little while here so um i mean it is it is a funny story i think it's uh you know they're getting mocked like 
and oh. torn apart online. Oh. So I think they're getting kind of what Completely. they deserve. But it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's the NHL. So what do you expect? I guess. But um, I do a couple couple of rough stories to talk about here, boys. Uh, before we kick it over to the the Leafs uh, chatter. Um, Matt Petgrave, we talked about Adam Johnson earlier, uh, a few weeks back, uh, when, when everything went down, uh, over in the EIHL, Matt Petgrave has been arrested under suspicion of manslaughter. Um, and, and Peter, you'd mentioned, uh, prior to recording here that, uh, there was a little bit more clarification, uh, to that as well. Um, I was going to go off and just say like, I'm to be honest, like when I first heard the news, I, I didn't want to even talk about it. Like I wanted to come mm-hmm. on here and not, not really have much to say. Cause I think I just think like if you watch the if you watch the film, it's it's complete bullshit. And I, I I have a guy at work that's like conspiracy theorist, conspiracy nut, and he's he's all like, yeah, he meant to do it. He tried to do a high kick. If you watch it, he you know put his hands on on the teammate and and jumped in the air. And I'm like, man, this is coming from a guy who's probably never skated in his life because to jump up and do a flying kick like that, unless you're a superstar figure skater who's going for gold my you know chances are you're not getting your legs that high off the ground um when you're on skates so but uh give us a little bit more insight on this peter uh, with the with the clarification that came out uh, following this arrest real quick boys not to interrupt peter here but uh just in case you guys didn't see because i think it kind of it came out really early this morning and it sort of flew under the radar but um tweet came out from the bbc saying that yorkshire police had had the man we all know it's Pat Grave. They uh, he was yeah. released on bail, so he's he was released on bail and he was not been charged. So, um, I think that's a little bit of a positive. That's a positive development from where we were at yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, sorry, Peter, I think I still think that what you have to say there is valid. I just wanted to bring that up because it, no, no, not at all. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I find I found that not a lot of people were talking about that today. I didn't really see much of that. Yeah, I, it's a good thing you brought that up because I must have missed it as well. But I think even like. Not sure if it was Jeff Merrick or somebody else. Uh, Tara Sloan even talked about it. Um, how, yeah, it was a little bit outrageous when we saw that he was being like the police were arresting him because of the fact that, you know, teammates acknowledged, you know, it was a complete fluke and accident. Parents, family, everyone like is, is coming to, you know, Peck raised defense. And then there's a, a thread by Dr. Victoria Silverwood. Um, who's been a criminologist for over 16 years. And she gave a good, like, in-depth look about the process for it and you know looking at it now i it it, again i guess we're now at the point where it's just let the judicial process play out but ultimately saying that he's been arrested when you know everyone is saying it was a fluke accident it 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 just kind of seems like it's disappointing that we're at that point right now and it just feeds into the whole entire one side of people who've never watched a game of hockey before spewing complete bs about the whole entire incident so whatever i i I guess right now it's just let it play out but hopefully it is you know hopefully peck rave could come out of this okay because you you look at the thing you know he's not intending to do that like even before you see like a little bit of like and like i don't know how to describe it a little bit of like a stutter going in where he loses balance with the hit, the impact, and then everything happened afterwards. And it's like, he didn't even know he was there. So it's like, there literally was no intent, but yeah, that, that that's how I'm going to say, but that thread there, it does give like a little bit of insight to the judicial process, but yeah. 
I'll give you a little insight on how how like absolutely ridiculous the shit that I'm I've been hearing. So this guy at work says like, you know, if you slow it down, slow it down. I mean, let's be honest. If you slow anything down, you can pick it apart as, as to to kind of you know um, form to fit your story. Um, but he's like, if you slow it down, you know, maybe maybe this guy had this um, this. Uh, hope that one day or like this uh this dream of one day like clotheslining a guy with his leg in hockey i'm like this is this is this the stupid shit that i've had to listen to um and it's 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 people talk like if you look at it anybody who's on the ice the parents of adam johnson Mm -hmm. they've they've all said like complete utter you know uh mistake like what happened was it was a was a crazy crazy accident that never should have happened and you know it's unfortunate but you know we have to we have to kind of move on and, and allow you know allow people like matt petgrave and and adam johnson's parents and all that to move on from this incident because yeah. it is it is something that you know has devastated so many people involved but all the people that are are sh- like spewing this bullshit at conspiracies about like oh he 100 meant to do a high kick on the ice with his skates after playing hockey professionally for 10 years 15 years um he decided one day to just take a high kick and slice somebody's throat like nobody ever does that man like look at like, look at look at this guy's numbers though too like this is a guy who puts up like he one season had 40 points in 50 games as a defenseman like this isn't a guy who's going out there and trying to be an asshole like he's 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 literally playing the game and it was an unfortunate incident the way the collision happened and you know, I think it, it's come to a point where like people read the headline that he was arrested. And, and like you said, Alex, I, I don't know why they ever just didn't name him. I, I get that. You know, I get that in, in, in journalism, you have to kind of, you know, follow, follow abide by certain ethical rules. And, and mm-hmm. in that instance, he wasn't found guilty. So like, you know, you can't, you can't really name him, but we all know the incident. It was, it yeah. was plastered across media in all, in all countries. Like, um, the fact that, you know, it was, it was entitled that he, there was an arrest made under suspicion of manslaughter. It got, it fed into this bullshit. It fed That's into what I this, mean. It fed into the people that said, discourse. oh, arrest him, arrest him now. Yeah. So, I mean, that it's frustrating in a sense because it's just like, man, you know, where, where does, where, where do you like kind of draw the line and say, look, like it was, it was an accident, you know, it never should have happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's move on. But, um, Alex, anything you wanted to add to that? You know, it's just, it's, it's at a point where I don't think that even at this point, if Adam Johnson's parents, and I'm not sure, I don't think they have yet, but I, I don't think they've commented much on the incident, but it's at the point where I think that even if they came out and flat out said, this is not Matt Preckrave's fault, he did not do it intentionally. It was a freak accident. I don't think, I think, I don't think these people would, would, would buy it. Like yeah. I, I think it's 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 beyond. Like this is what bugs me about the whole thing is that it's beyond. Just like it, it's beyond trying to prove that something happened. It's it, it's about pushing an agenda at this point, pushing a narrative, and that's the part that pisses me off. Like these people don't care about Adam Johnson. They don't care about justice for him, and it's it's seen in the fact that so many people have come out. So many people close to Adam Johnson have come out and said it was an accident. His mm-hmm. teammates, op- opposing teammates, not even team, it wasn't even teammates, opposing players, like Matt, P- Matt Pep, or sorry, Adam Johnson's teammates, I should say, 
Adam Johnson's teammates were on the bench and they went to bat for Matt Peckrave. They yeah. said that he didn't like, they said it was a freak action. We saw it with our own eyes. Article just came out today of his former GM in the ECHL. I want to say it was, you know, it, like there, there are so many people out here who were closer to the incident who were right there, saw it with their own eyes, who said it, this is like this, that this was not, this was an accident. Right. So, you know, I'm going to take the Why word. Why are you taking I'm, their I'm gonna, word? I was going to say, I'm going to take the word of those people over, over the ones who are, Use it, who are fighting this without any actual knowledge on it. They yeah. say they say Petgrave has a violent history, and then they cite his penalty minutes. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? You don't watch. Have the you sport. seen? Have you seen what other NHLers have done in their penalty minutes? Like, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. Your, I, if your basis that someone is a dangerous player based on penalty minutes alone, then that's the equivalent of saying, "Oh, this player is a dangerous player in football because they he has a lot of hits." You know, or a lot of stacks or something like that. I don't know. I'm just going to do that. But it's like it's penalty minutes are part of the game. Hits and sacks are part of the game in football. Yeah. So if you're trying to make that comparison, that's irrelevant at this point. I hear you, though, Forbes. Like, I didn't want to talk about this today. And, I, you know, I threw up a tweet about it yesterday, and I ended up deleting it just because I I, I, I put myself in the shoes of Adam Johnson's parents or, like, his, his wife or, or his fiance, sorry, or anybody close to him. And just the um, the thought of people around the world debating over whether Adam Johnson like was was murdered or if it was an accident mm-hmm. and watching that video and slowing it down and the amount of attention that it's gotten from the general public how like, many times I, they I must just, have seen it yeah, how like, many times just, they've had to see it yeah over I, I and just, over again too like I don't want to contribute to that yeah, like yeah. I'm just I I and I you know I know I understand we're sort of defeating the purpose talking about it right now but. I don't know. I just, I, I, I honestly wish we could just put this entire thing to rest and just leave it to respect Adam Johnson's parents. Let them, let them grieve in peace and mourn his memory. Like, yeah. I, I like, that's how, that's how this thing has to move on. And it, I, I don't know. Oh, the, I will the, say, the, I will say arrest, this. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I will say, no, I was just going to say the, the us talking about it more or less this time around is, is not so much about, debating what actually happened it's about you know talking about a guy whose whose life has also also been altered because he was in yeah. a position where you know he was involved in, in this incident and now he's going through uh another like public fight essentially Scrutiny for his over for his it, innocence yeah. yeah right and that's that's i think where the conversation lies now it's less about like it's more like let let the johnson family and, and those close to him kind of you know, like you said, mourn his death and and, and move on from there and, and, and you know, pay tribute to his memory. But yeah. you've got another guy that was involved that is now getting publicly scrutinized. And and let's be let's be honest. A lot of the people that are, are saying what they're saying, there's a there's a racial side to it. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Right. So, 100%. I mean, you look I mean, you look at any of the people, you know, spewing some of this bullshit and a lot of them are, you know, Trumpist type of, you know, mm-hmm back alley hicks that you know have nothing better to do with their time than than critically bring down a, a black man and the, and the yeah. sad part about that is that there are good people out there and legitimate people with good intentions who might have questions like it, it did kind yeah. of maybe like thinking yeah maybe it looked intentional and like wanting to have honest conversations about it mm-hmm. but it's almost like you can't at this point because of that side of people yeah. that hijacked 100%. It. They, 100%. they hijacked it right from the start mm-hmm. and you go to like 
like it's it, it's not like you're pulling shit out of out of your ass here when you, when you say something like that. This is Elon's Twitter, baby. Like, I, I, I hesitated yeah. for a sec. I almost said X, X, but I'm not fucking calling no. it what it is. It's it, it's, it's it's anarchy. Elon's Twitter. It's yeah. honest to God. And you you go over to that. So, like, so much for you know uh, trying to you know. Sorry, Alex. Is trying to censor free speech when all these people are like spewing out hate and everything like that. Yeah. Since when is that free? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's Sorry. Just, you know, no. It's it's okay. But. It's it's. <laughs> That's why, you know, you say you don't want to talk about a topic like this and then get all fired up. It's just the, yeah. way, the, the way that it goes. But like point that I was trying to get to there is if you look at mentions and quote tweets out there, you can literally it's it's in plain sight. And there's it like there's for every person that's out there saying, I don't know, I played hockey. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a leg move like that. There is a person with no good intention saying you know, I'm not going to repeat the shit that they say, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not like under a read between the lines racism. It's flat out racism. Like mm-hmm. it's like it, like there's, there's no hiding it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, boys moving on. Uh, we have two more things to talk about that aren't, uh, aren't maybe the most, uh, exciting, um, but need to be talked about. Rick Westhead is at the lead of both of these. Um, one hockey Canada has, uh, has, I guess, finalized most of their investigation. They have players that have been named. Now there's an appeal uh, going through from those players of the 2018 team here in London. Um, Still, those players have not yet been named. So there's still a lot of speculation around who they could be. But just a quick tweet from Rick Westhead on that. Hockey Canada offered a bit more detail today about the appeal filed by some 2018 World Junior players who were found to have violated the Federation's Code of Conduct the World Juniors appeal will be heard by a three-member panel who have extensive legal ex, uh, experience. Hockey Canada tells me, adding, there is no timeline on the appeal process. Hockey Canada declined to identify the members of the appeals panel, while appeals to sanctions uh, for mis- misconduct are now supposed to be directed to the uh, Sport Dispute Resolution Centre of Canada. Hockey Canada's policies were different in 2018 when its officials first learned of this incident. So... Again, a lot of smoke and mirrors right now in terms of trying to get information around this incident. Um, at this point in time, players that were on that team are still suspended from playing for Hockey Canada International competition. That includes guys like Kill McCarr. Um, so just, you know, there's, I think there's, this needs to happen a little bit quicker than it is. I know they want to do their due diligence and trying to figure out what's going on. But at the same time, I think, uh, I think there's a, there's a point where, you know, it uh, it comes down to get rid of the smoke and mirrors and let's have the the conversation. Um, I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything to that. I don't. I, there's not much to it right now. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's what I was just gonna say. Like, it's really, not uh, much to go off of except that you know the appeal process. It's got to wait it out even more, like we have for the last two three years, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of overhearing about these these nothing updates. I just want to see the names of the guys who were involved. That's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's all there is to it. Um, on that note, uh, my alma mater, Western University Women's Hockey, has decided the players themselves have decided they don't want to play for the current coach who uh, has there's allegations that she knew and um, did nothing about uh, one of the trainers who um, was involved in sexual conduct with some of the players. Um, as of right now, Rick West had reported that there is a uh, parent that of one of the players that did file for a freedom of information 
but uh, pulled the the request once the university one denied the freedom of information, but two also uh, said that it would cost about seventeen hundred dollars to um, acquire that freedom of information. Um, so again, a lot of smoke and mirrors in terms of like what's going on with the coaching staff for the women's hockey team at Western University, but certainly a, a conversation as the team has decided that they do not want to play for this coach at this point in time. Any practices, games that she's involved with, they've decided they will not take to the ice. So again, I'm not sure if you guys want to add anything to that, but you're seeing more and more of this throughout sport. I'm not going to just say hockey, but throughout sport where players are taking a stand um, and based on on the allegations, I think, you know, it's uh, pretty understanding as to why they're they're going that route as well. Yeah. Um, before we get to our Maple Leafs talk here, boys, just a quick word from one of our sponsors over at the Hockey Podcast Network, Raycon. Um, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before, including their everyday earbuds. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with a 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry up to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Well, boys, uh, the Leafs, they are in the midst of the rumor mill, and we talked a little bit about this last week. Um, but we're going to dive right back into it with the Zadorov and Tanev rumors Jeff Merrick confirming the Leafs do have interest in both. Um, Zadorov's agent, Dan Milstein, also mentioned that uh, Zadorov is looking to, to move on from the Calgary Flames. And there was uh, some chatter about a player saying to Zadorov when the Leafs played Calgary uh, just this past week that, you know, he's exactly what the team needs. Alex, I'll throw it to you first. What, do you, what are your thoughts on all this chatter going on? First off, before we get to that, I just want to Forbes you. I think the ad reads deserve some respect from time to time. <laughs> ad read, ad read, ad readers deserve their. Uh, their there love you go. Uh, appreciate it, Cody. Appreciate it, buddy. Long time <laughs> listener. Long time listener, Cody. Oh man, fuck boys. I'm struggling to get a sentence out. Anyways, <laughs> let me uh, let me get back to the actual question at hand, which was the chatter around Zadarov. Boys, I just gotta say this trade feels very very manifested doesn't it like 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of a comp- like okay, not maybe not to as much of a degree, but Patrick Kane to Chicago last year. You know how mm-hmm. everybody it was the worst kept secret in the NHL. Everybody knew that Kane was going to New York like three yeah. months before it happened. Like it's it's not the same, it's not the exact same way, and this take is gonna age terribly if he doesn't if end wrong. up getting traded to the Leafs, <laughs> but we're gonna pretend that he is for right now. Cause it, it feels very manifested. Like the fact that, you know, obviously there's always been the connection between, you know, Treliving and the Flames and Zadarov. He's the one that signed him. There's always been that connection there. And on top of that, you've got Zadarov requesting a trade right after the game. You've got Dan Milstein creeping out this, this cryptic shit about buying Leafs tickets or whatever. Um, you got Pierre LeBron and Kevin Weeks all over the, okay, he's requested a trade. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what comes of this. And they're, they're talking about how um, they're talking about how, it's it's it, they're looking to get it done pretty quickly. And then CJ comes out with the report that Zadarov would welcome a trade to Toronto. And then there's, there's also just been these sporadic tweets about how, you know, Vancouver uh, is probably going to have to pay a premium to get after it because they don't want to trade him within the division. And the senators don't haven't, haven't given up a good enough offer. Like th- there's just been so much there, there's. And mm-hmm. one, one final thing I got to bring up here the total lack of coverage on John Klingberg in Sweden, which yeah, have you guys picked up on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're saying that maybe the flight and they're still trying to work on his, that's the injury thing. Uh-huh. But the fact that he's not playing, well, it's not, what is, what, what does that uh, do? Uh, well, uh, the thing is, I'm not even talking about like, we got the insider. I did it. A, I did it a couple of times just organically. And then I just decided to stick to it. just had to keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, I'm not talking about the on ice play. I'm talking about like the, the, the lack of coverage by the social team. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they took a picture of all the Swedes, including Timothy Lilligren, who had the walking boot on. And they took a picture of all the Swedes at the Boris Salming premiere with John and Tavares. With yeah, with John. Well, that's the thing. John Tavares was there. Like, should yeah, that not have been Klingberg? He's an adopted Swede. He's an adopted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Tavarison. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but seriously, like, <laughs> boys. I mean, John Tavares wasn't like like he he was standing there. Probably should have been John Klingberg standing there. Like he's literally the one Swede on the team that hasn't been featured once in any of the social pictures. Like I heard they said, I heard they said, John, we need you over here. And then John Tavares walked up and John Klingberg just stood there. So I... <laughs> he just he oh, was, felt awkward. He, he felt awkward. He just didn't want to correct him. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, no, but oh, I don't know, boys. God. I mean, the, all we've heard about John Klingberg on this Sweden trip is that he was on the flight and that he didn't have a good time, which. Like I don't know. I, I I'm 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 probably I might be sounding like your your textbook fucking tin conspiracy hat. theorist. Yeah, tinfoil hat th- conspiracy <laughs> theorist here. But when it comes to NHL rumors, I'm okay with the tinfoil yeah. hat. Uh, that's only that's exception. The you like, know? It's just, it, it feels it feels a lot like like there like there's gonna be a trade here. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like it just I, it feels like that like the with everything that's happening and everything that's kind of connecting. Like, I just feel like there's something going to happen here. Hey, I'm the same guy who threw Giordano to the Leafs out yeah. into the universe a few years ago. And what happened? Giordano mm-hmm. is now a Leaf signing at the league minimum. I'm all for this this rumor mill. I'm all for this this idea. And and let's note, too, that Klingberg missed a third straight practice with the Leafs as well. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know what? Here's the yeah. thing. Like he's, he's injured. Like he's nursing this injury, which I get. He is dealing with something though. But the thing is, is like he played on Saturday and had probably his best game of the season. Yeah. That's, like, that's where it starts to get a little bit. It, right. Like it's, right? it's not like, like if, 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 you know, if he missed both the games this weekend, I'd understand. But the fact that he missed the Friday game with the injury played Saturday and somehow played amazing. Not amazing. That's a little bit of a stretch, but somehow played great. Decent enough. And then, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll fall down to decent enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For John Klingberg for what he's making, but seriously, like it's, it just feels like there's, that there's a lot of pieces here that can be connected. Peter, you want to jump on this, uh, this rumor train or uh, are you, are you on the same boat as Alex? What are you thinking? Yeah. I, like there, Alex is right. There are a lot of connected dots things. And I'm just going to tell a little bit of a story. When we were, when me and Mark were in Nashville, we were meeting up to, you know, do our THW meetup for, you know, writers, uh, people attending the uh, draft. We were outside and Dan Milstein was already working the phone. And he comes to both me and Mark and he was very, very like, you know, he was holding it close to his chest. He's just like, you know, trades going down. Don't can't tell you, but there's a trade going on. And ultimately, it was Igor Sharangovich and Tyler Toffoli with that trade going on. This seems a little bit more open with that. Like, using the hashtag saying, Leafs fans, get your tickets ready and everything like that. Again, with CJ saying that, you know, we um, Zadorov would welcome a trade to Toronto. You know, the fact that Brad Treleving brought both him and Tanev in. This is one of those things where there's a lot more smoke and fire compared to what we've seen in the past. And it, it, it just, it, and, and again, the way that he just said, get your tickets ready, at least forever. And he could have just said, you know what, get your tickets ready to insert whatever fan base or whatever. I don't know if it was just because like they were playing the Leafs and he was just going to say, Hey, you know, get more of your tickets when Calgary faces Toronto. But then that's when the news happened after that. That's when he said, you know, the ice time was an issue and then they're trying to work something out. So I don't know. Usually there are a lot of like whole, there's like a lot of like moving pieces to this. This one has the moving pieces, but it's all interconnected. And it just seems like something is going to play itself out. And the fact that both Tanev is also involved with this, it really says a lot where maybe this could be a bigger deal than what we already have. Cause you know what, even if you got to get rid of a contract and you got to pay like a draft pick and let's say another top prospect, which we'll get to in a bit. If you got to do it, you got to do it because you have these type of defensemen that can close gaps, that can break things up easily and quickly transition the puck out of the zone. And I think there was um, there was a tweet out there that showed stat of um, there we go. Be uh, this is from Williston Relander, uh, where it's talking about the our, our APM charts and it's best defenseman at suppressing chances against my RAPM last season. TJ Brody, Jared Spurgeon, Chris Hanev, one, two, three. I saw that. So uh, if you're willing to bring one of those guys that can suppress shots and break plays up easily and transition the other way, that's a player that's going to help you win a championship. Same with Zadorov. He could do that, but he can bring the physicality and the boom every single time. We saw that hit on Bertuzzi and you know what? Both players are what this team needs. And yeah, you may need a little bit more offense, but if you have a healthy Connor Timmons who looked really good in preseason, hopefully that he can carry that over. You have Riley going back on PP1 who seems to be a little bit more motivated, a little bit more, 
you know, energetic and not as passive as he was in the past. I think that's a big, uh, you know, uh, you know, stepping stone going forward where you have your bottom or like mid tier defense set up. And then, you know, you work for on everything else after that. But I think that this whole entire thing is there's just a lot of moving pieces right now. And the fact that everyone is saying that this is more of a possibility right now, that's pretty huge. Luke Fox just came out with a chance of Klingberg playing Friday is low per Sheldon Keefe. Connor Timmons unlikely for Friday as well. Mm-hmm. So just to add to the kind of smoke that's coming out of the Leafs, uh, Leafs organization right now, um, you know, there is that possibility that maybe we see Klingberg out. Look, $4 million right now for a guy that hasn't really cut it. I, You know, it make, make, make up in your mind whatever you want to make up. I think the Leafs are going to go hard after after one of those guys, either Tanev or Zadorov. Tree Living is comfortable with those players. He's the guy who brought them in. Um, so I, I, you know, it's got to be. It's a conversation that certainly needs to be had. Um, the fact that all this news and kind of speculation has been coming out about Klingberg, I think obviously that adds to the conversation. Um, and then of course, you know, the fact that, you know, there is, there is talk that Connor Timmons, you know, he looked good in practice and that he could play for the second game in Sweden. Um, you know, that's a possibility as well, but, uh, we'll wait and see on that. That's Sunday morning as well. Um, just note, if you are in Sweden and you're looking for tickets, go to SeatGeek, use code sticks in the six and you can get $20 off your first purchase as well. Um, but um yeah i mean i i would love to see either one of those guys come over i think they'd be a great addition to the team i want to get your take on which player you think said to zadorov you're exactly what we need peter i'm going to throw it to you first buddy see it's tough give me a top two top two players that might have said that to zadorov while playing against the calgary flames so I'm going to say maybe Bertuzzi is one of them because he got rocked by Zadorov right there. Maybe David Camp as well because he went after Zadorov as a result of that. But I don't, I, I, I don't know. Something about Max Domi also screams about that because they both play together in London. That's so true. That's true. Absolutely. I, I, th- I think it came down to one of those or one of those three players for me. But um I, I still think it's a good possibility that Domi may have said it. Another London night on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Uh, Alex, your thoughts. Any any players that come to mind for you for this? Um, I mean, Peter makes a good case for all of them. I think Marner's also a possibility. He was uh he, he was the um uh he was on Zadorov's or Zadorov's team when uh, he was a rookie and uh, it was Zadorov's it was Zadorov's last year with the team. Um, you know what though? I'm just going to give it to Bertuzzi because I just think that the prospect of him getting his shit rocked by Zadorov and just staring up at his six foot six Russian frame, just like looking up at him like, whoa, you're exactly what we need for this. I don't know. That's just a funny thought to me. So I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with the leader, Morgan Riley, the guy who should have been the captain from the get go. Uh, the guy who can't get shots through. We need a guy on the on the blue line that can get shots through and and maybe score some goals from this blue line that just can't seem to get the offense going. I think Morgan Riley had something to say about that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And and I'm glad you brought up Camp before we get to the next rumor here. Um, David Camp. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, the picture of um, Matthews at at uh, in Sweden with the, the camp uh, skates. The camp skate twenty Christmas skate twenty twenty three. Oh yeah. 
what like he said you guys will know more about this in 2024 what do you think is going on there uh <laughs> i don't i don't know if it's just matthew's just trolling or whatever but uh i don't i don't know i'm still trying to wrap my head around that definitely definitely a troll job i think i i yeah whether maybe maybe he's got like a holiday skate going on back home and and matthews is going to take part in it i don't know but um yeah it's uh definitely one of those things that uh gets the gets the conversation going online um we talked about the the two defensemen but we i'd be i'd be remiss if we didn't mention patrick kane there's a lot more conversation going on here word is he's skating in my hometown oakville ontario uh home of john Tavares as well let's let's bring that that up as well <laughs> another former london knight who could possibly sign with the toronto maple leafs what are we hearing alex um so <coughs> excuse me um that's one of those things i got i got a mute for i am a uh, <laughs> that was a rookie mistake anyways um with kane i believe it was john shannon who tweeted that Patrick Kane met with the Leafs. He tweeted that yesterday. But then early this morning, CJ hopped on to the morning show on TSN 1050 and said that he doesn't believe a meeting's taken place. So there's some conflicting reports there. And honestly, boys, while the knee-jerk reaction is like Patrick Kane showtime in a Leafs jersey, let's get it done. I can't lie. There's there's an ick about bringing him in that I cannot mm-hmm. shake. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're... It's first of all, like it, it doesn't help that I don't think that it's it's a fit right now. Like, I don't know. I, I got I got kind of cooked for it at certain points. I wrote an article about it and I got cooked for it by certain people. Other people agreed, typically how things go on Twitter. And <laughs> it's just like as much as you know, the, like I said, the idea of having those two, like Matt as in like Matthews and Kane skating together, I mean we're, I keeps I kept sawing or sorry I kept seeing people share clips of um Kane highlights and just him like ripping it up and like his celebrations and stuff they're all like from 2013 and I'm just thinking like I think people are thinking about the idea of getting a Patrick Kane in his prime when in reality it's a Patrick Kane who's fresh off a of hip surgery yeah. 34 years old and yeah I just I, I I don't know I I think that you bring him in and you you gotta you probably take Matthew Nyes off of that top line or like you're not separating Matthews and Martin after all this time. So you're probably taking Nyes off that top line after that proves to be a fit. Bertuzzi's finally starting to look good with the second line that you bump him down to the third line. I mean, unless you're willing to throw him on the third line with Kane and Robertson or Kane and Robertson with uh Domi and Robertson. That that's something, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know, boys. I, I don't see it as much of a fit and you know, like I said, when I when I say that there's a little bit of an ick bringing him in, like two years ago, we're talking about taking this guy's name off the Stanley Cup because of his involvement with the Blackhawks thing. And just last week, there's a there's a new report of a new black ace coming forward and suing the team yeah. and suing Brad Aldrich for the exact same things that Kyle Beach came forward about. And I got a couple people in the mention saying, what the fuck do you expect Kane to do? He's 21. And, you know, I, I just think in that scenario... You know, you're 21 years old, sure, but you're one of the best players in the league. If you knew about it, which sounded like everybody knew about it, you can you can make a difference there. But anyways, we've had that conversation a million times. And I don't know. I just considering like the stance and like the, the like the way that we saw everything play out last year feels kind of weird to backpedal on that just for for hockey purposes. I don't know. I just there's a neck to it. I can't shake. But uh, mm-hmm. I, from from a hockey standpoint, I don't really think it works either. 
Peter, your thoughts on the possibility of Patrick Kane coming in? Yeah, and let's not forget that he is 34. Like you said, Alex, he's not like 21, 22, 23, where he was in his prime. Yeah, he was he was still productive later on, but when he had that injury or when he had the hip issues and the decline in production happened, plus his underlying numbers, he became kind of like a defensive liability overall. But even when he was healthy, he still had defensive issues. So that's a big sticking point for me. And like you said, too, it's like, what do you do with the lineup right now? He is listed as a right wing. So how is that going to play out? You're sure mm-hmm. as hell not bumping one of Marner or Nylander down. Because Nylander's tearing it up. Career year, who's looking for like $10 million in his next contract. Marner and Matthews are starting to pick it up. But even then, Marner... And we know we talk about Marner's consistency and every time like that. He's basically Patrick Kane 2.0 in regards to like, you know, skill set, production, you name it. If you... Like Alex said, you bump... And this is the biggest thing for me. You bump Nyes onto the second line. Yeah, you still got a good second line because he's had chemistry with Tavares. You have Kane on the top line. You're not touching that third line because they're the ones clicking right now. You wanted depth scoring. You've got depth scoring right now. And if you put Bertuzzi on the fourth line, which makes, which seems to be like that, if you want to keep that third line intact, you're having a $5 million guy make or a $5 million guy earn, you know, let's say 10 to 12 minutes a night. And even then he's starting to pick it up right now. So I, it's not a good fit on paper. It's not a good fit for where they're going right now. And they want to get tough. They want to add more toughness and snot, piss, and vinegar to this team. Patrick Kane is not a snot, piss, and vinegar type of player. Like, he would not, like, stand up. Like, yeah, he could hold his own. He could show the puck well. But in the tough situations, he'll probably just back off just like the other team did previously or circa before, you know, Timothy Lilligren injury. I'm not, I'm, I was never sold on that. I thought before, even when there was like rumors of him training in uh, Toronto then, or being in Toronto, I thought take a cautious approach because you don't know what's going to play out. And I'm still standing by that right now. You like, yeah, you would love to have Patrick Kane on because everyone's going to think back to what he was then. Can he replicate it after coming off the surgery? That's the big thing. Yeah, and and you know what? I didn't even. I'll be honest with you. I you hear the the Kane rumors, and my thought immediately is, you know, old, past his prime, not not the same Patrick Kane that uh, you know you saw lighted up in Chicago's playoff runs. But then I go back to what Alex just brought up too, and and you know this is a guy who was involved in maybe one of the biggest yeah. scandals in the in the last ten years in the NHL, and you know I don't really want to. You question you know, the character at that point. Yeah, I, I but not not only that, but I don't really want to go back on that either. You know, we we True. sat here and basically, um, you know, pummeled Taves and pummeled Kane with, you know, you guys are the star players. Why didn't you come forward? Why didn't you speak up? Instead, you just mm-hmm. kind of let this happen. And and you know, I don't know if I want that on my team. It's the same as when Boston went out and and signed, you know. I'll, what was that kid's name? I forget that kid's Mitch name. Miller. Mitch Miller. <laughs> no, I, I'm sad. I remember that, and you don't. Yeah. You know what? I, old age, and and I don't give a shit about that kid. And I hope I hope he he hears that. Um. But uh, yeah. I I it, I don't know. I don't know. I just wouldn't want him in the room. I I just yeah. you are where you are right now. You you have you have the core players that you need. You don't need a scoring right wing. You mm-hmm. you you just don't need it. And. As much as as much as the name brings excitement to the conversation, um, 
there's there's other guys out there that you could be spending your money on, including William Nylander. Yeah. And I, I think that's where your focus has to be is getting him signed and then and then solidifying your bottom six. Your your top six is is a solid top six. And and you want Matthew Nyes to be on that top line and build the chemistry and excel with that top line. Why would you why would you tamper with that? Yeah. I, I just I think there's and he's too many questions. Good too. Yeah, yeah. They just that the way like I go back to that backhand pass or the or the behind the back pass or whatever you mm. want to call it, the blind pass that that led to the goal and um he's got that he's got that chemistry with the team right now that that yeah. line why would you why would you play around with that I just I don't see it happening I, I I don't I really you know I think there's too many other options out there for Patrick Kane I don't think Toronto's one of them um okay. there's too much too much money that's got to be moved around but um yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it happening. So um, before we jump to our next point, boys, a uh, quick word from DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, we don't have the line just yet for the Toronto game on Friday, but make sure you jump on DraftKings Sportsbook and take a look as that will be posted shortly. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877- Eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. Of course, the NHL would throw that in there at the end. Um, but uh gentlemen, we've got uh let's 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 talk a little abruzzese before we uh jump over to the Sweden talk. Um, Nick Abrazzese, and I know this is this is funny because I think last year I couldn't even pronounce his last name. Um, but let, let's talk about, is he is he a, a prospect you guys would be willing to give up in a trade, let's say for Zadorov, let's say for Tanev? Um, Peter, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, at this point, yeah, because I'm not touching Easton Cowan at this point. You're not touching Fraser Minton because those two are, you know, stud players at this point Cowan with you know the puck hunting mentality Minton looking good at certain points and you know getting that experience uh with the Maple Leafs um so you're gonna have to give up somebody and it's either coming between him and Ronnie Hirvonen and I believe it was Eric Francis who tweeted or broke the news that maybe the Maple Leafs or he is a prospect that would you know probably be at the center of a deal and it makes sense because both him and Coronado were players at Harvard. So you have that connection right there. Um, you know, if uh, if that's a good selling point, 
for Coronado, who's got who's a sharpshooter, and Edwards says he's a good setup man. They could rekindle that chemistry right there. So I, I if I were to give up a prospect at this point, he would be one of the ones. And not only that, if he's got like middle six potential or like even potentially top six, um, he, there's no way he's going to make it on this roster, especially how deep they are and how deep they're going to be on the left-hand side and the way that Nick Robertson is producing right now. So we'll see what happens. And even so, uh, sorry, he's a centerman too, but even the way that Fraser Minton is playing, it's going to be hard pressed for him to try and crack the lineup given how Minton is playing and all of that. So I would be, you know, very open to moving him, giving him a fresh chance because the way that he's playing early on in the season right now with the Marlies, he's definitely helping his stock as a prospect. Alex, your thoughts on moving Abrazese uh, as a part of a deal, maybe sooner or within this season? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something you want to do. I think that Abrazese is a pretty talented player, but it's just one, an, another matter of not having the space for him right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, when you look at guys that are contending for jobs on the depth chart, you've already had Pontus Holmberg and Nick Robertson recalled over him. You've had Bobby McMahon recalled over him. You'd have to think if anyone else comes up, it's probably Alex Steves next. I mean, yeah. Abrazese's always seems to be like fourth or fifth on the list of guys to call up. And, um, you know, it. I, I think he's got a he's got a future in the NHL. I think he can be an effective middle bottom to middle six forward. But it's just one of those things where they've got so many other prospects ahead. Not only in terms of ones that are at his level right now, but in terms of the future as well. Like you said, Peter Cowan's coming, Minton's coming. I mean, like this guy's he's not a bad player by any means, mm-hmm. but it's you just look at the list of players that, that they have in the system and the list of players that are ahead of him, ahead of him on the depth chart right now. And I just don't see it happening. I don't see a, a future for him with the Leafs. And uh, I think that he's certainly someone who could succeed elsewhere. That said, and I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but this kind of ties into my little, uh, my little uh, Zadar or uh, Zadorov. I keep almost saying Zadorov. I've been, you know, when you've been pronouncing a name or a word wrong for the longest time, and you realize and you've been back. saying it wrong. Yeah, I said, I've been. I said Zadorov up until like last year. So well, welcome to my life. Yeah, welcome to my <laughs> this life. Is a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, so uh, this kind of ties into my whole conspiracy with the Zadorov trade being manifested to Toronto. But do you guys pick up on how Eric Francis, Sportsnet yeah. insider for Calgary, specifically brought up Abrazese and his him being named Player of the Week in the AHL? That's what I alluded to too, because of the connection with Coronado. Uh, you know, like well, that well, that's the thing. It's like yeah. he also mentioned the Coronado connection, and I don't know, like when you see it, when you see a team insider go out of his way to bring up a player that is on a team that's in the rumors for trading for a defenseman that just requested a trade off your team. Like it, it already picking like, targets. It almost feels like that they know the deal is done, mm-hmm. but they can't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're trying mm-hmm. to drop as, as many subtle hints as possible without <clears throat> without spoiling it. But um yeah, I don't know. I just I don't see I don't see how Eric Francis tweets that without knowing. I honestly think that he's probably he probably was told by one of Craig Conroy's reps, listen. We want to kind of save face here. We, we want to show that we're not going to be pushed around. We're not going to be bullied here after Zadorov just kind of walked out on them there. So, you know what? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I think there's something there. So, yeah, no, I, I think you guys pretty much nailed it. I think uh, at this point in time, he's become more of an asset than a, than a possible call up uh, just with, with what the Leafs have within their, 
within their system. Um, you know, McMahon's looked good in his call up. Uh, Holmberg looked decent in his call up, and then Robertson, obviously with two tucks as well, is is looking looking uh, you know better and better every every game that he plays. So uh, I think you know at that point you got to kind of look at at who's not going to make the make the call up, and and that's that's kind of where you go. Uh, when it comes to possible assets to move and, and Abrazzese's become an asset. It, it's not, it's not, it's not saying that he's not good enough. It's just saying that uh, right now there's, there's far too much prospect depth on the Maple Leafs and in their system that uh, he doesn't fit into the, the course of action anymore. And I think that's, you know, it's a compliment to him that he's going to get an opportunity to possibly get it, get started somewhere else. And I think we will see him moved at some point this season. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, I think it's unfortunate, uh, you never want to give up a good asset and, and Lord knows that, you know, when he comes and he plays against the Leafs, if he does in fact get traded that Alex and myself will be taking uh anytime goal score for Nick Abrazzese. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, because to be fair, Forbes, I kind of, I did that for Sam Lafferty on Saturday and I kind of screwed myself. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know, maybe it's not, maybe it's, maybe it's a little more of a conspiracy theory than we think it is. <laughs> yeah. The tinfoil ads, yeah. common theme here on this episode. Uh, but anyways, gentlemen, let's get to this Sweden talk. Um, big, big, big couple games in the global series here for the Leafs. A lot of Swedish content going on. The William Nylander chatter. He's he may be the biggest star in the NHL right now when it comes to Sweden. Um, Matt Sundin is taking part in the the Leafs staff dinner um, in the uh, th- this week as well this weekend. So that's that's uh, exciting to get him back in the mix. Um, obviously, he's been around the team. The Bore Salming uh, docu- documentary that's uh, being released as well. There was a big, uh, big event for that where we talked about John Tavares being there and John Klingberg not. Um, but uh, yeah, I think right now, I we were mentioning it prior to recording here, Peter. This is the perfect opp- opportunity for the Leafs to announce a new signing for William Nylander. If that's in fact in the works, that'd be great. To, great time to to present that to uh, to him as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, exciting, exciting times coming up for the Leafs here. Alex, what are you, what are you looking for in Sweden as the Leafs get set to play in the NHL global series? Um, hopefully for them to show up on time and play a full 60 minutes in both games. I think that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but, and Oh, also hopefully a William Nylander extension. I think, uh, Mm -hmm. an extension being announced in Sweden would be perfect. And I think it would be, it would, it would take a whole massive weight off of the fans chest, but, I don't want to get too excited about that because I, I know it's probably not going to happen over the weekend, but I think it would be perfect if it did. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for those two things. And uh, overall, just for them to, uh, they're well-rested. They're, they're, they've got a whole bunch of Swedes. I think they got more Swedes than any other team that's 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 at this uh, uh, global series right now. So um, I'd like to see them play a full 60 minutes in both games, like I said, and, uh, you know, keep that momentum going. I, I know they've uh, been looking a lot better since Robertson came up and they've kind of established an identity for each line. Looks, excuse me, looks like Ryan Reeves probably isn't going to play on Friday. So, I mean, I think you just got to, uh, uh, you just got to look for those things. You got to uh, look for a complete effort in both games. That's all we've been kind of asking for this year. So. Peter, your thoughts on uh, what we're looking for from this team as uh, the Global Series takes place? Yeah, kind of like Alex. Uh, just how, whatever you, how you, however, what, the way you played against Vancouver, that needs to replicate against 
you know, Minnesota and Detroit. Um, you're basically behind Detroit right now in the standings. You want to try and claw your way back and get ahead of them. That's an important two points right there. This trip is probably um, an important one based on how the season has gone to this point. You come out of there with four points. That's a good sign that maybe you are on the right track. And, you know, you saw the changes made to the lineup, how impactful it was against, I mean, Calgary, not so much because there were still some issues there, but how important it was for them to come back depth scoring coming alive again in against Vancouver, you're able to get everyone firing on all cylinders. That's a good sign right there. So yeah, just, just like Alex, a complete 60 minute effort each game find some consistency and, you know, you even saw some of the drills, how, you know, the coaches want them to be at their best. They're showing the intensity right there, or they want them to show that intensity that needs to translate into the game. So hopefully, yeah, long trip, long layoff. Hopefully they're able to get their feet going because these are two important games coming up. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Uh, I I'm right there with the William Nylander uh, extension. I'd love to see that uh, they are practicing on Olympic size ice. So Matthews was saying that it, you know, it changes the gaps a little bit, changes your position a little bit, but it also gets you skating a little bit more. So that might be, might be a good thing for this team is uh, we need to see a little bit more from that. Uh, but Sammy looked good in his last game. He looked better. He looked a little bit more confident. We want to see that to build. We want to see that build as well. Uh, let's get that tandem and net going wall. Sammy, let's get this, uh, you know, this team kind of on the right track when it comes to defensive zone coverage and goaltending. I think that's that's what you're looking for. More growth on this season. Um, how they can bounce back after, you know, a tough, a tough October. Um, and uh, you know, take a couple steps in the right direction in that Atlantic division. But other than that, it's uh, you know, it's gonna be a sweet, sweet weekend, boys, as we uh as we watch our leaves play across the pond. Um, as mentioned, we will be on THPN's YouTube, uh, at least on Sunday morning. I know for sure, Peter, you mentioned possibly for the Friday, Friday night game, but, or Friday afternoon game rather. Um, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see about that, but definitely tune into the THPN network on, um, Sunday morning as we will be live streaming the game at 8am. So grab a coffee, tune in. Listen to us talk and blabber on about our our beloved Maple Leafs. Um, other than that, boys, uh, anything you want to close out with before we close it out this week? Cheers, baby. Go Leafs, go. Yeah, uh, what Alex said. There you go. Go <laughs> Leafs, go. Um, it's where we don't have a whole lot to say, I guess. That's right. That's right. Uh, anyways, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Andrew G Forbes at a Hobson media or at P Barracchini. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow us along on all of our socials down there at the bottom. If you're not watching along Twitter at sticks in the six S T I X I N T H E six I X P O D on Instagram on uh TikTok as well for some fun content as we get going there and make sure you take two minutes out of your time to go subscribe on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's always a good thing for us to get a little bit more subscribers there as well. Otherwise, make sure you tune in on Sunday on the Hockey Podcast Network. Big shout out to all of our sponsors, DraftKings, Raycon, and the NDL House, um, and to the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks as always, and thank you all for tuning in this week for episode 141. <laughs>